Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Monday. It is the last day of January, January 31st, 2022. I thought I had seen it all. I thought I'd heard it all. You've heard of people being sexually harassed. You've heard of construction workers whistling and catcalling as good-looking young women walk by a construction site. It's been on television since I was a kid, even in the Flintstones cartoon series. There was a construction site, and a good-looking woman would walk by. The construction workers would whistle and catcall and make rude comments. Hey, toots, you want to come back to my place? <laughs> well, the world of creeps, the world of VR creeps, has become reality. VR, of course, is virtual reality. And now the actuality of virtual reality is rearing its ugly head. What do you mean, Steve Z? I don't understand what you're trying to say. You see people running around with those virtual reality glasses. You basically set yourself up as a character in a video game, for lack of better terms. A virtual universe, an alternative reality, an escape from the real world. And a woman, according to Business Insider, says she was virtually groped by a gang of male avatars in Meta's metaverse. Now, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you might need to take a few moments, put this program on pause, and look up virtual reality and metaverse, M-E-T-A-V-E-R-S-E. That's right, an alternative reality that you only thought about in science fiction movies years ago, but it's now real. Meta, M-E-T-A, isn't that the people that own Facebook now? They're not bad enough making people in actual real-world scenarios upset by only allowing liberal progressive points of view onto their platform and hushing, stifling, shutting down, and canceling all conservative points of view? Is that the same meta? A woman claimed that a gang of male avatars virtually groped her in Meta's metaverse, according to the Mail on Sunday. The Mail, the UK Daily Mail. The 43-year-old woman says she was also verbally harassed by those male avatars in Meta's Horizon venues. Last month, another woman said she was virtually groped while working as a beta tester for Meta's Horizon Worlds. You see, they're developing these alternative reality universes so that people can just put on those glasses and forget about their children playing in the corner with razor blades or the pot of boiling coffee on the stove, or perhaps the souffle in the oven, or laundry, dishes, homework for their kids, or anything else to escape reality. After all, reality sucks in Joe Biden's America. So why not tune to something that tunes you completely out of reality? Let me start over here. 43-year-old British woman claims she was virtually groped by a gang of male avatars in Meta's Metaverse earlier this month. Nina Jane Patel, who works as the Vice President of Research for a rival Metaverse, said in the Medium post she was, quote, verbally and sexually harassed, unquote, by three or four male avatars in Meta's Horizon venues. Now let me stop for a moment. 
She's the vice president of research for a rival metaverse. So she'll say anything to make that rival metaverse look bad, right? Maybe a publicity stunt? And who cares if you're playing a video game? Just, 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 just imagine for a moment, folks. Let me, let me step back for just a second. Back in my day, we had Donkey Kong. We had Mario and Luigi. We had Sonic the Hedgehog. We had Mr. Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jr. What this equates to is, let's say you are playing as the character Mario in the Mario Kart video game. Or let's say you're the driver in the Grand Theft Auto series. And someone comes up to you, another player in the game, comes up and taps on your window and says, Hey, nice hooters. Nice hooters. That means that person could have sexually harassed you. I've seen lots and lots of those video games, those first-person action shooter games, Call of Duty and those types of games where you and your buddies put on a headset and you grab the controller and you're running through and you're shooting people at will. And I've seen people who will stand over the body of an enemy that they just killed and twerk or make motions to make you think they were urinating on the corpse. Did this woman who works for a video gaming company, an alternative video virtual reality universe, did she not think that humans would act like humans when they're playing a virtual reality game? Does this woman not realize when people are escaping reality, trying to live out their fantasies as a Call of Duty warrior or a Grand Theft Auto carjacker? or a Mario Kart driver, or whatever the hell the metaverse lifestyle is. People go there to escape reality and to live out their fantasies. And guess what, Nina Jane Patel? If your character is a hot blonde walking down the street, and there are a bunch of 17, 16, 18, 19, 25, 40-year-old men trolling that game, looking for something to do, someone to interact with, you don't think they might say nice hooters? You don't think they might say nice badonka donka? You don't think they might want to go up and rub their avatar all over your avatar? The London-based mother, Nina Jane Patel, said that within one minute of joining the virtual world's lobby earlier this month, male avatars began harassing her. According to Patel's Medium post, the avatars touched her character's body inappropriately, made sexual comments, and took screenshots for several minutes. After trying to flee the virtual world, Patel told the Mail on Sunday that she had to tear off her virtual reality headset to bring it into the ordeal. She told the paper she's been suffering from anxiety ever since. I'm going to go today and buy a pair of virtual reality glasses or headsets or whatever it is. I'm going to join the meta universe and I'm going to dress my avatar as a hot thong wearing bikini top wearing blonde with giant hooters and a big butt. And I'm going to walk that character up and down the virtual sidewalks, beaches, city streets, and malls. I want to see how many virtual characters 
grope my avatar. I'm not doing that because I have some sick, deviant desire to have males groping my body as I imagine myself to be female because it just ain't so. I just want to see how many actual people will take the time to walk through these virtual realities and grope the avatars of women. And then I'm going to say, when they say, hey, babe, why don't you talk back? I'm going to go, you like them hooters? <laughs> you like this butt, huh? Yeah. Well, it's all mine. My name is Tony. I'm a subway car operator in New Jersey. You want a piece of me? Come on. A meta spokesperson told Insider by email, quote, we're sorry to hear this happened. We want everyone in Horizon venues to have a positive experience and easily find the safety tools that can help in a situation like this and help us investigate and take action. They have safety tools in these virtual reality metaverses, these fake universes that people lose themselves in. They have safety features like safe rooms, and call boxes. Ooh, my virtual character got her titty touched. <laughs> Spokesperson noted that Patel did not use the platform's reporting tools, which allow mu uh, users to mute, block, and report people near them. Patel told Insider she wasn't able to do so quickly enough. She was probably enjoying having her alternative avatar figure groped and then realize when somebody called her out because maybe she has an accent they didn't like who knows then she got quote unquote offended but like i said in the beginning she works for a rival company it is highly likely she made this thing up just to make horizon venues look bad horizon venues by the way is a digital experience that meta is still in the process of developing it allows people to use a virtual reality headset to create avatars that can watch online events together. Mystery Science Theater 3000, maybe? Hmm. Last month, Insider's Stephen Jones reported another woman said a stranger also groped her on one of Meta's other digital platforms called Horizon Worlds. A Meta internal investigation concluded that the victim had not enabled safety features. So here's a lesson, boys and girls. Just as if you're going to walk outside in a thong and a bikini top and walk in a bad neighborhood, you're going to have people say things to you that you may not like. You might even have some people come up and grope you or even rape you. And so you do common sense things like A, not walking down the street in a thong and a skimpy bikini top in a bad neighborhood, without at least a taser or a good nine millimeter or a huge boyfriend to defend you. The same should go for your participation in these so-called virtual reality rooms, these alternative reality rooms. My God, are we that ignorant as a population of the world now? Hey son, what you doing in there? Uh, nothing, Dad. Just working on my computer. Oh, uh, you're in there all the time, son. Why don't you go out and hang out with some of the neighbor kids? You're 17 years old for crying out loud. Go make some friends. Meet a girl. Get a girlfriend. You've got a life, son. You gotta live it. Whatever, Dad. 
Like, who wants to be friends with a 400-pound loser like me? Girlfriend. <laughs> Is he for real? Ain't no babe gonna be interested in a pimple-faced 440-pound dude with giant man titties. I wish Dad would just accept the fact that his little boy ain't so little anymore. And not even much of a boy, for that matter. I just finished making this new avatar in virtual reality land, and I can be anything I want to be with anyone I want to be with. Nobody likes me in the real world, but I could play this video game, pay this video reality site to let me create a character that everyone will like. Let's see now. A character avatar creator. Uh, male or female? Female. Race. Uh, Caucasian. Bronze 10. Height 5 foot 9 inches. Weight 115 pounds. Measurements 36, 24, 36. Double D. Long blonde hair, blue eyes, and a shake and wiggle that just don't stop. Yeah. Features. Hmm. Belly button ring. Check. Red nail polish. Check. Lips. Full. Fuller. Fuller. Yes. Clothing. Thong bottom. Check. Toe. Camel, of course. Check. String bikini top. Check. All right, virtual reality world. Get a load of... Destiny. Now... Where should I send out my new sexy avatar? Construction site? That's nah, kind of cliche. Beach? Nah, too much competition. I know. I'll have her walk out onto the field in the middle of a football game. Yeah, that should be perfect. I bet I get a gazillion likes. <laughs> I'm going to be the hottest babe out there. Now let's get back to the real world for a moment. Two police officers in New York were killed by gunfire. You might have seen it on the news shows over the weekend. A sea of New York police officers lined up to pay their final respects to Jason Rivera, a 22-year-old rookie New York Police Department officer. Well, one woman who claims to be an actress. Imagine that, an actress in New York. Give me a break. A woman called it ridiculous that New York City streets were closed during that fallen New York Police Department officer's funeral, and now she has been fired by the theater and film production company she worked for after her tirade went viral. I don't like giving the names of stupid people. They're already stupid. Seeing their names only makes them feel like they got another 15 minutes of fame. And I wonder if this woman did this, said this, acted this way so that she could find her way into a larger acting role in the future. She didn't obviously read the Jussie Smollett encounter when she, actress, so-called actress, Jacqueline Guzman, made really stupid comments about the fallen officer Rivera. Actress Jacqueline Guzman is no longer a member of face-to-face -face films, according to that company. They cited her insensitive video as the reason for her termination. 22-year-old Jason Rivera was an officer fatally shot in the line of duty on January 21st as he responded to a domestic violence call at a Harlem apartment. And fellow officer Wilbert Mora, age 27, was also shot. He died four days after that encounter. 
Anyhow, Rivera had a funeral service took place Friday at St. Patrick's Cathedral with crowds. I mean, probably literally thousands of New York police officers in full dress uniform lining the streets to pay their respects. Guzman complained about the street being closed in a video that she shared on a TikTok account under at vinyl boobs, which has since been taken down. Oh, I guess she was proud of her fake tatas. In the video, Guzman was seen walking in the street saying officials, quote, do not need to shut down most of lower Manhattan because one cop died for probably doing his job incorrectly. They kill people who are under 22 every single day for no good reason, and we don't shut down the city for them. This is f***ing ridiculous, she continued. What if somebody's having a heart attack in this area? Nobody can get to them because it's all blocked off for one f***ing cop. The video garnered backlash on social media. Some Facebook users applauded face-to-face films for firing this dumb, fake-boobed idiot. Thank you for correcting this misguided young lady who has shamed herself solely, commented a user named Juan Lorenzo, something she will live with for every second of her life. If she has an ounce of decency, she'll make a public apology to those she offended and to your company. Another poster wrote, disgusting, disrespectful, insensitive. Yet another person commented, quote, I hope she reads all of these comments and realizes she did a very disgusting thing. Just because you can say something doesn't mean you should. It was vile and shameful. I hope she learns her lesson. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Now, her comments were stupid, but protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I'm not defending what she said. I'm sorry she was inconvenienced because... There was a great outpouring of respect by the New York City Police Department for the fallen member for whom the funeral was being held. She should have kept her mouth shut, kept her comments to herself, but you can't say she doesn't have the right to say it. That's all I'm saying, my friends. It's the truth. And unfortunately, she lost her job. Sometimes in this country, the truth hurts. Are you planning a vacation to Cancun or Playa del Carmen or Tulum? I read an article today on MSN. The Points Guy writes, In the wake of the recent killing of two Canadian visitors in an outdoor dining area at a five-star hotel in Playa del Carmen on January 21st, and in the wake of the fatal shooting of a bar manager a few days later at Mamita's Beach Club six miles away, The U.S. Consulate General in Merida, Mexico, has issued a security alert for U.S. citizens traveling in that region. If you take a cruise ship out of New Orleans, or out of Galveston, Houston area, or Miami, or anywhere along the Gulf Coast, one of the most popular destinations is Merida, Cancun, Playa del Carmen, Tulum, or even Cozumel. The notice on the U.S. Embassy Consulate for Mexico's website says, In light of recent security incidents and criminal activity in popular tourist destinations, including Cancun, Playa del Carmen, and Tulum, U.S. citizens are reminded to exercise increased caution when traveling to the state of Quintana Roo. Criminal activity and violence may occur throughout the state, 
including areas frequented by U.S. citizen visitors. The notice suggests U.S. visitors should take the following action. Monitor the local news for updates, follow directions from local officials, and of course, in case of emergency, call 911. I don't know how good that's going to work for you. Because if you dial 911, you're probably going to get a United States operator back in your hometown, right? They also say, be aware of your surroundings, avoid crowds, review your personal security plans, and contact the U.S. consulate or embassy if you need any assistance. I don't recall those phone numbers being provided to me by the cruise lines. Perhaps you should put them in your phone early on. But of course, remember, the robbers are probably going to take your phone along with your wallet, your jewelry, and anything else you bought. They might just take your life. The alert was posted online January 25th and does not specifically mention the shooting that occurred on January 21st at the Playa del Carmen Hotel X Carat. That's about 45 miles south of Cancun. Gunfire took place near an outdoor dining area, leaving all of the guests scrambling for cover. The two deceased men had criminal records, including drug trafficking charges, according to the state Quintana Roo Prosecutor's Office. There have been arrests made in that particular case. Now, on the Caribbean side of Mexico, Quintana Roo has generally been considered safe for tourists, though there have been several incidents of violence linked, uh, linked to drug groups in the recent months, a few robberies here and what have you. In October, two tourists were killed, three injured in gunfire at a restaurant in Tulum. In November, the Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun in Puerto Morelos scrambled people to avoid gunfire during a shootout on the beach. The Mexican government deployed their National Guard troops around the region in an effort to deter these incidents. The cruise lines are saying it's still very safe. Come on down, spend your money. Relatively safe? Yes, if you and your relatives stay the hell away. <laughs> now, this is the Truth Hurts program. And what edition of the Truth Hurts program would be complete without a little Biden bashing? And it's not that I'm being mean. I'm not mean-spirited here. I'm just pointing out facts. According to Mediaite, a new poll, more than three-quarters of Americans disagree with Biden's pledge to consider only black women for the Supreme Court. Ken Meyer wrote, a new survey has found that most Americans don't think President Gropey Joe Biden should commit to replacing Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer with an African-American woman. Not because three-quarters of the country is racist, but because racism is being considered in the selection. ABC News released a poll they conducted with Ipsos over the last two days. About 510 adults were asked about Biden's handling of multiple issues, but on the subject of the Supreme Court vacancy, when Breyer retires from the bench, 76% of respondents said Biden should consider all possible nominees, while only 23% think he should consider the racism of exclusively selecting a black woman for the nomination. Biden, of course, does not care what 76% of the country says. He's the president. He's going to do things his way. It's my way, and that's it. There is no highway option. Biden reaffirmed he will keep the promise he made on the campaign trail to nominate a black African American woman to the highest court in the land should an opportunity make itself available. It is the open, direct practice of racism that has most people upset. 
Conservatives in Congress and elsewhere have attacked Biden's pledge. One Republican senator called the potential news that the new justice is going to be a justice, quote, by the beneficiary of a quota, unquote. How would you like to know that you got the job not because you're qualified, not because you're educated, but because you were a quota. You were a number on a sheet. You were a statistic. That was it. The only reason you got picked, not because you're qualified, was because you were black and you had a vagina. I would just think my whole legitimacy as a Supreme Court justice would be questioned for the entirety of my term, which is supposed to be for life. The poll also showed Biden's approval rating lagging on issues like the economy, crime, dealing with COVID, the southern border crisis, inflation, empty shelves, Joe, and of course, the devolving situation in the Ukraine, where gropey Joe Biden seems to care more about their borders than he does about our southern border. It's all part of what people are calling the new political order. And Biden called the new political order into being at his January 19th news conference, marking the end of his first year in office. Quote, the public doesn't want me to be the president's senator, unquote. They want me to be the president and let senators be senators, he said. But guess what? He was just announcing the transition from a government by deal-making to a government by phony leadership. Deal-making, negotiation, and compromise skills are necessary to be a senator, to be a representative in Congress, but they're not the skills essential to be a president. Gropey Joe Biden said at the press conference, I'm used to negotiating to get things done. In the past, I've been relatively successful at it, but I think the role as president is a different role. Yeah, he wants to be a dictator. If he can't get something passed, he just simply blows his executive dog whistle, riles up a bunch of people to try and get things changed. And when that doesn't work, he simply signs an executive order or sends a note to one of his multiple czars, his director of this or director of that, and tells them, find a way to make this policy. Who needs Congress when you're the dictator, Joe Biden? This is the Truth Hurts Program. Dozens of federal judges have financial conflicts, according to the Wall Street Journal. They found in an investigation that federal judges around the nation have violated U.S. law and judicial ethics by overseeing 965 court cases involving companies in which they or their own families owned stock. As a result of the Wall Street Journal's reporting, judges in 796 cases have notified courts that they presided in lawsuits improperly and that the cases are eligible to be reopened. In the most expansive investigation of the judicial stockholdings in the U.S., the Wall Street Journal found in September of 2021 that 131 federal judges improperly heard 685 court cases between the years 2010 and 2018. Why are they improper? Because the judge or family members own shares of stock in the companies that were either plaintiffs or defendants in the litigation. That would be a conflict of interest. Two of those judges sat on courts of appeals. The other 129 were district trial judges. Since their initial review, which examined civil cases, the Wall Street Journal found additional judges and additional violations. 
two-thirds of the federal district judges disclosed holdings of individual stocks, and just about one of every five of those who did reveal their stock holdings improperly heard at least one case involving a company in which they or their family members held a stake. Now, nothing bars judges from owning stocks, but there's a 1974 federal law that prohibits ownership of a legal or equitable interest, however small, in a party to a case that comes before any judge. The law in the Judicial Conference of the United States, the federal court's policy-making body, required judges to avoid even the appearance of a conflict of interest. So, now we get to spend a whole lot more time, and of course a whole lot more tax dollars, rehearing cases that these judges should have recused themselves from in the first damned place. Some district courts have already begun rescheduling cases. We'll just have to see what happens. Who gets to go free? People that were probably rightfully convicted, but now it's found out that a judge might have owned stock in one of those companies, so the conviction will get overturned. That person will walk free until their next trial. It's a shame. It's a mess. It is the United States of America. Such a shame. And that's all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. So please go out there and make it a safe and happy and memorable last day of January 2022. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Audionautics.